0: When I asked what diversity inclusion meant to Azeche, he said diversity is metric and inclusion is about a sense of belonging. Inclusion is about opening a door and inviting people in, but belonging is about making them feel welcome. When we get inclusion and belonging right, diversity flourishes. Azeche is from a mixed race family and was born and bred in East London. He attended a very poor and underprivileged high school where the graduation pass rate was only 14%. Azeche succeeded in passing his A-levels and was encouraged to attend university by his parents. After working for Lehman Brothers Bank, Azeche then worked for Credit Suisse in Switzerland. When Azeche returned to London, he co-founded the company Neighbour, which is a financial well-being company that partners with employers to provide fairer access to finance. While attending conferences and public speaking, Azeche decided he needed to step more into the inclusion and diverse space, and he started Code Untapped. Code Untapped is all about helping technologists from underrepresented backgrounds find their voice in technology. Azeche is now principal and CTO in resident at Impact X Capital, a hundred million pound venture capital fund focused on supporting underrepresented entrepreneurs. As Azeche says, talent holds no borders.
1: Alright, so uh, you asked a really interesting question around what does diversity and inclusion mean to me? And I often usually start by talking about my background and then go into why um, I focused on the diversity and inclusion space but I think in direct answer to your question what does it mean to me well there's a big difference between diversity and inclusion for a start diversity is a metric it's a statistic it's um, it's a number Um, it's around percentages it's you know that's really what you're covering inclusion is about a sense of belonging. So when I think about diversity and inclusion, I focus more on inclusion is around opening the door, inviting people in, but then belonging is about making them feel welcome. And by doing that, making them feel like they belong there, they're part of the group, they're part of the team, they're part of society, diversity flourishes from that point. So what is diversity and inclusion to me? It's really about having um, a fully representative society where every member of society has the opportunity to succeed equally, whether or not they take that opportunity, whether or not they maximize those potential outcomes, that should be a personal choice, not one that's limited by circumstance. So that's what diversity and inclusion actually means to me. So around um, my background, I always find it's useful to explain my journey a little bit. And then the reasons behind what I'm doing start to become a bit clearer. So I'm, a, I'm half English, half Nigerian. My mother was Nigerian, but I was born in southeast London in Lersham. Um I went to a really, really quite poor secondary school where the average 5A to C pass grade was about 14%. That's 1-4, four, not four zero. I ended up having to talk my way into my A levels. I did maths, physics, computer science, but unfortunately I hadn't learnt um, the studying habits by that point because of the schools that I'd been the school I'd been to and my, my immediate peer group. And because of that I failed my A levels and had to resit them. And again, in essence, had to talk my way back into being allowed to resit them. I, I then, you know, I succeeded in getting past that hurdle, that stage. And bear in mind, you know, I came from a, a good background in the sense that my parents were both teachers. Um, my dad is actually now, a well, my dad was a, a counsellor for Lewisham Council. But again, the area I grew up in, the school I went to, the the people I surrounded myself with weren't from that background. But if it wasn't for my parents over and over stressing to me the importance of university and why going to university was so important, I don't know if I would have achieved all the things that I've achieved now. But after completing my my A-levels, I made a conscious decision to find a a computer science degree that had a year in industry because I realised I didn't have what's known as a positive track record. So what I wanted was the opportunity to spend a year working for a company and then use that to actually gain the experience I needed to be able to secure a role afterwards. And I did. I ended up, interestingly enough, at a very well-known investment bank called Lehman Brothers. So I did my computer science degree at the University of Kent at Canterbury and then I ended up doing a year placement at Lehman for in the uh, prime brokerage technology team. After that experience, it was really interesting. I'd grown up wanting to go straight into work, earn money, succeed. Um, but through widening my network, meeting new people, Speaking to people, I really learned about the importance of widening your horizons and traveling. So I decided to spend a year traveling after that. And I did a, a snowboarding course out in Whistler, spent a season out there snowboarding, spent some time out in Thailand learning to scuba dive. I traveled around uh, Japan. I did all sorts of things with the, the sole purpose of really experiencing some life outside of southeast London and the space I'd grown up in. And after that, I came back to Lehman as a graduate and spent the next five years in their credit derivatives risk and pricing technology team, which was an absolutely fascinating time for me. We, we, we often knock the banks for, for a lack of diversity, a lack of inclusion, a lack of forward thinking. But I always remember that it was an investment bank that gave me my first shot, you know, uh, a mixed race lad from from southeast London, from Lewisham. After Spending five years at Lehman, obviously the credit crisis happened, the credit crunch happened, and uh, Lehman went bankrupt. Everything was thrown into disarray. I actually spent a year with Lehman Brothers in administration as part of the credit derivatives team, helping to wind things up, working on their systems. And whilst I was there, I spent some time trying to build my first startup idea. didn't quite get off the ground. It was in an interesting space, building protein shake vending machines. And we had some great conversations with people, um, you know, manufacturers, vending machine suppliers, protein shake manufacturers uh, or protein powder manufacturers, gym chains, et cetera. But, you know, no one was going to take a chance on two first time entrepreneurs at that point. So I ended up actually moving to Switzerland and spending five years out in Zurich working for Credit Suisse in their equity derivatives, risk and pricing technology team. So I often say that I spent 10 years working in fintech before it was known as fintech And then about five years ago, I moved back to the UK and co-founded the company Neighbour. So Neighbour is a financial well-being company. Um, It partners up with um, employers in order to provide fairer access to finance to their staff. And it does this through integrating into company payroll systems. And because we do that, we know more about the people. We know more about the employees. We understand what they earn. And we can deduct those loan repayments directly through salary, which then removes the pressure on the individual who's borrowing, and it makes it safer for our lenders to lend to these individuals, which means we can be more inclusive and we can lend to more people. So I co-founded that company five years ago. I was one of the three co-founders and the founding CTO. And that company since then has grown to over 80 staff. It's partnered with over 300 organizations um, it's lent out over 170 million pounds and it's raised in the region of uh, 200 million, a large chunk of which was um, an investment from Goldman Sachs. And we were the largest uh, fintech investment in the UK at the time. And I think the, the thing that I found most striking about um, Neighbor was that about 50 to 60 million of that money went to UK police officers and actually Police Mutual. Um, which is a financial services company that provides products to the police, were our first anchor client and anchor investor. And this was at the time of um, Black Lives Matter in the US. And in the UK, we were supporting uh, UK police officers. They had invested in us. And that founding team was made of three people, myself, half Nigerian, my co-founder Martin, fully Nigerian, and my other co-founder Monica, an Indian woman. So that was amazing. And what I really noticed about Neighbour was how it was just diverse through and through from the ground up. And that was predominantly because of our founding team. And bear in mind, I'd come from a background of banking, particularly in Switzerland, where they're not the most diverse environments. And you tend to see a lot of um, advancement is through network, who you know, as opposed to what you know. Now, what I found quite unsettling was that i was doing a lot of public speaking on behalf of neighbor around uh, the founder's journey and the importance of diversity um, particularly from the talking to the fact that neighbor was such a diverse organization and yet i'd be looking around the room you know in these conferences where i was speaking and the only people who looked like me were serving drinks and canapes Genuinely, I know that sounds cliche, but it's absolutely the case. It's not just a simple anecdote. This is true. And at that point, I started to think about the fact that I'm telling all this stuff about, you know, my journey, what I've achieved. I'm talking about the value of technology and shattering the glass ceilings. Your laptop doesn't care about your skin color, your gender, um, your sexual orientation. And yet, where were all these diverse founders? So... That was the point where I decided I needed to take a step back um, and focus on some other things, some other aspects. And that started my journey into focusing on the um, diversity and inclusion space. And about a year ago, I started my organization, uh, Code Untapped. Code Untapped is all around helping technologists from underrepresented backgrounds find their voice and role in in the space of technology. And we do that through running evening coding workshops, weekend startup boot camp days. These are completely free for our cohort to join, and they join through our meetup group. But most importantly, we host those days with employers. The reason being, when you ever speak to an employer around diversity and inclusion, the first thing they say to you is a pipeline problem. They talk to you about how they're not getting enough people in the door, they're not getting access to enough people. You ask them about, well, why is that? Where's the challenge? You try to get them to quote numbers, they can't do it. Then invariably they pass the buck to their recruiters, and they say, "Well, the recruiters aren't bringing people from diverse backgrounds into our interviews." And again, you then ask them, "Well, what questions are you asking? What what metrics are you are you getting from them around this?" And again, they can't answer that question. So the first piece around what we do is to enable employers to gain access. And to see a wider cohort of talent, because one of the key things we focus on is the idea that talent knows no borders. It doesn't care where you come from, where you live, um, which is interesting in this day and age of Brexit and everything else. Talent is worldwide and you need to be able to cast that net as far as possible if what you genuinely want is the best people, which then comes on to the next point. They'll then talk to you about how, well, you know what, we don't want to lower the bar. Now, I see that as massively condescending. However, when you speak to them, you go, okay, fine. Well, then how about we give you the opportunity to see these people from diverse backgrounds in action on the day, solving a challenge, working alongside your developers, and that you see the lights, you know, the light in their eyes, their eyes light up. They suddenly go, ah, right, well, that makes sense. You know, we've been talking. We've wanted to run hackathons, but we just didn't have the time. We haven't had the capacity to do it we go, that's fine. We'll do it for you. We'll run those events. So that's what Code Untapped does. And we kicked that off. Well, we started it about a year ago, but we kicked off our first event at the beginning of this year where we had, uh, I think it was six six people turned up to our first event. I think it was one turned up to our second. And we had an event about a month ago where we had 70 people turn up. And that was to React Coding event. Just the other week, we did an Alexa Skills event. So we do a wide array of, of different, different types of things, different types of coding workshops, different types of startup and product bootcamp days. And my team is staffed with volunteer coaches from all sorts of backgrounds. So I've got coaches who are specialists in product development, agile, strategy, coding, DevOps, machine learning, data science. Um, I cover the pitch deck and presentation part of some of our workshops as well. And I'll come on to why in a moment. But Code Untapped has been, it's just been absolutely amazing. And, you know, our meetup group, we've now got well over 450 people. We get on average between 20 to 70 people turning up. It depends on the type of day we do, the type of event that we're running. And what's been really interesting for me is that when we started this, we were very much focused on BAME, Black, Asian, minority ethnic people, because that's the problem myself and my co-founder Jason Halstead have experienced, you know, that's the thing we were trying to achieve and deal with. This comes back to my earlier point by creating an inclusive environment, by focusing on belonging and trying to solve a problem. We found diversity grew from just focusing on that to all sorts of people. The most amazing thing for us is that our cohort is overwhelmingly female. We get between 70 to 80 percent women turn up to most of our events. And that's without us specifically trying to target that. We've just been focused on creating an inclusive environment. And yet we're getting such an incredible range of people attending our events. From age groups of 17 to 55, right, we get all sorts of people coming along, um, different skill sets from beginner to advanced. And we focus on quite a wide array of um, technology skills. For us, it's not just about coding. It's about all the different disciplines required. It's about creativity. It's about design. It's about UX, about prototyping. It's about teamwork. It's about organization. It's about testing. It's about analysis. It's about pitching. And yes, it's about coding. So that's Code Untapped. And the other aspect of diversity and inclusion that I'm very much focused on is on funding. So at the beginning of this year, I became a founding member principal and CTO in residence for ImpactX Capital, which is a uh, 100 million pound venture capital fund focused purely on um, supporting underrepresented entrepreneurs. So that's a fund that's focused across three core verticals, technology, health and lifestyle and um, uh, entertainment. Reason being, we've got quite a wide array of areas that we focus on. So our founding member teams quite broad. We have the likes of Lenny Henry, one of our founding members, Rick Lewis, Ursula Burns, Adrian Lester, and our CEO is um, a great guy called Eric Collins, who is the COO of um, Touch Surgery. So we've got a really wide, diverse group of um, incredibly talented individuals behind this fund and that's meant we've focused our our view quite wide um, across all the different areas where we feel that underrepresented entrepreneurs can excel and should excel but naturally my focus very much is on the technology side that's my background and that's where an overwhelming amount of our portfolio is coming from so in a nutshell that's me that's why that's what diversity and inclusion means to me and those are the areas that I'm working in to try to help push the needle forward as it were.